Hey Pod people, I'm Benjamin Alaco. And I'm Carrie. And this is Last, Last Year's, Year's Horror. Horror. It's a horror movie podcast that's always a year behind. This episode, we're discussing a movie that reminds us that two dudes sharing a giant phallic symbol is not nearly as erotic as you might think, at least in certain contexts. That's right. We're talking about the dick house. I mean, lighthouse. <laughs> the lighthouse. The dick house. That's right. Um, I mean, there is some homoeroticism in this, so it's it's not like it's not there. It's a lot of wieners in my face. <laughs> All right, so The Lighthouse was directed by Robert Eggers and written by Robert Eggers and his brother, Max Eggers. Eggers. If you say that long enough, it just start, starts to sound really weird. <laughs> hmm. He got Eggers. Did you hear about Eggers got Preggers? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry for this. I'm so oh, sorry. It's going to be one of those episodes. It's going to be an interesting episode. I had a long day, all right? Um, so. Oh, no. <laughs> Folk horror fans will know Robert Eggers from his 2015 feature-length directorial debut, The Witch, which some people spell with two Vs because they're super fucking pretentious. That's me. Which (laughs) he also wrote the screenplay for. The Lighthouse, of course, stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe as two happy-go-lucky lighthouse keepers who have no worries in the world and to whom nothing bad ever happens. Yep, it was released in 2019 on November 1st. If it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. horror. It was a horrible year, but have no fear, just horror. That we're talking about, cause if it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. horror. And if it is this year's, we'll talk about it next year on last year's horror. And we're back. This episode, we have a very special holiday treaty. Nice little treat. <laughs> holiday it, treaty? Like a, like a treaty? Like an agreement? I was like treats. Like, like something trees, for you guys to sign. Little treats. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's our first time ever having two, that's right, uno dos, guests on at the same time. Uh, they're both so excited to talk about this movie. We couldn't say no to either one. They're like little kids, just like begging. Like, can I please? Can I yeah. please talk about the lighthouse? I, I called dibs was back in like episode three or whatever when <laughs> yeah. I was on. Yeah. That is true. Yes, yes. I, I tried anyway. to call dibs later, and and Ben, you know, just thank you guys for. I, it's it's my make a wish. <laughs> to like be on this so i thank you guys for roping me in <laughs> oh we're so happy to have you both so um as you can tell these two guests are very excited to be here uh i feel like i should just let you two like keep chiming in and tell your names and who you are all right ready Tom? Uh, same, uh, same time ready here we go one two right. three yep. okay hi that's I'm not Jay. no wait I'm wait 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 oh, <laughs> okay oh, right. i lost it all right uh i nominate <laughs> i nominate jake to go first Oh, was, was that, you just introduced him? Was that idea bad for a podcast? I don't know how these things work. You know, it, we're trying to be innovative on this show. It's cool. I appreciate that. I'll go quick. Yeah. I'll go quick. I'm Jake. I I've known the uh, the creators of last year's horror for a long time. They're some of my best friends. I oh, I friends. am. Friends. Wow, am I a handsome fellow? Let me tell you, you can't see me, but <laughs> looking good. That is true. Uh, yeah. No, I I, I love talking movies. I've uh, been talking with Ben about movies for fucking more than half my life. Yep. And uh, God, we're old. We are old. Fuck. We are old people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I work in the film industry, kind of ish. Yeah. So I, I feel like I have, and I'm really excited to talk about this film because there's some. It's probably one of my favorite 
photography in, in, in any film in, you know, a long time. And, uh, I'm Jake and I, I like you and I hope you like me. <laughs> and we like you. That was so hard. Uh, well, I am ghost Tom. I was uh, previously on an episode where we discussed uh, I'm Just Fucking With You, which I still oh, so to this good. day I recommend to people to watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have been obsessed with movies since I was like four years old, and my mom rented me Princess Mononoke at Blockbuster, and my brain exploded because of how <laughs> awesome that movie was. Uh, I don't have any like particular film uh, experience like in the uh like practical sense but i've just i'm a giant movie nerd i know way more movie trivia than is healthy for the average human being to know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh i have been on a horror movie kick for like the last week leading up to this and i didn't really realize why until i remembered i was doing this podcast today (laughs) i was like that explains why i've been on a binge um and yeah i know i met ben through work uh we Mm -hmm, we, we started talking about movies and we i think we have a pretty similar taste and stuff yeah yeah there are times where we just we butt heads and i'm like no tom no no yeah i can't think of <laughs> i know there was one movie that i mentioned i loved and you just like hated it i was like that's it friendship it. over it's okay i forgive you for having bad taste <laughs> occasionally oh my god i, I want to know what that movie you. is so bad i know it's bothering me i can't remember what it was but i mentioned it and you were like you just i think you literally just made a <laughs> fart noise and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like me at all i <laughs> think that sounds surprisingly like you <laughs> <laughs> to kick off our discussion of the lighthouse can i say cock house this time yeah yeah the cock house, the cock house. We'll start with a round of one-minute spoiler-free reviews, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, no worries. This time, you know what? I'm going to spice things up, (gasps) because these two were so hardcore fanboying over this movie, and I thought there was going to be a battle royale. (laughs) I want want Ghost Time to go first. All right. I love this movie. It's incredibly interesting. It's definitely not what you're going to find out of a lot of horror coming out today. Very much a slow burn. Um, You're going to have to watch it multiple times to catch everything or decide how you want to interpret things. Um, It's, it's like Jake said, it's beautifully shot. It looks unique. Um, I immediately after finishing the movie on Blu-ray went to the special features and watched all the making of stuff. Um, They shot it on 35 millimeter black and white film. They made sure they didn't any filters to make you know smooth out lines on people's faces or anything like that with the exception of one scene and i have watched it three times and i i still can't make up my mind about some of it and i like that i like that there's so much room for interpretation and um that anybody can watch this and come away with something different than one of their friends who watched it with them and without getting too much into spoilers of it um i think Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe give great performances as these two guys just stuck together, slowly, slowly unraveling. I'm really resisting the urge to make a fart noise right now. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, it doesn't really represent my feelings about this movie. But, I'm glad you know. it's not just me. <laughs> uh, Jake, you're up next. Oh, cool. Okay. So, yeah, very well said, Tom. Uh, I like you. I haven't touched you in person, <laughs> but I like you. Um <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> this film with okay, so we're doing the spoiler spoiler free thing. I would say yeah. this film is personally one of my favorites. It's it's the 
And it's weird. I want to say the closest to, but I do think it's an art house film that was released, like, you know, widely released and uh, that people heard about and wanted to talk about. And that gets me excited. I think this is a film that's going to challenge you and is very much worth several rewatches. And I love it. Go see it if you haven't. The end. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Great. It is on right, Amazon for Prime streaming on. right see now. You later. Yeah, we'll see you. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Um, it's easy to watch. Wait, is it on Prime? Or- yeah. <laughs> what? We okay? Yeah. So that's awesome. But we actually went through the trouble of reserving this at our local library, which we had to make an appointment for because you can't just walk in uh, anymore. And I was like, uh, I was like, I'm so. <laughs> I went and got a 1930s projector. To project the, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Authentically project this on a lighthouse that I, I traveled to. I brought eighty in gallons Norway. of seawater to splash on myself. Well, that's the way to watch this. Um, Carrie, do you want me to go next, or do you want to go next? You can go next. All right, so. I have to just really echo something that you guys both said, which is this movie is actually worth watching twice at least. And the reason that I say that is, I don't know if you guys will find this shocking, but Carrie and I hated it the first time we watched it. No, I literally I get that. hated it and was trying not to laugh in both of your faces. <laughs> <laughs> like Carrie and I, we were talking like, oh man, when they're going to be so disappointed with us when we finally talk about this movie and we're just going to be like, I don't like it. But we watched it again last night and immediately we're both just like, this is not nearly as bad as we remembered it and then like by halfway through we were both like shit i like this movie i like this movie a lot and then at the end we were both like yeah that movie's pretty great actually so i'm trying to like figure out exactly what it was i I think there's a number of things that the first time just didn't sit with me i i think maybe you know i don't know why sometimes you watch a movie again and you like it more i I feel like the first time you watch it maybe you have different expectations or something but i think i was mad about all the penises yeah oh i i loved the penises i I don't think there was enough penises but we'll get for real like weenies in my face every day didn't i already say that like i have so many dicks (laughs) it's so funny and we'll talk about this i'm sure but like like the phallic imagery wasn't the strongest thing for me like it's honest. Oh, the first time I watched it, it was literally hitting me in the face. I was getting dick slapped, <laughs> like right and left. Carrie was like swatting at the air, like <laughs> grounds for an assault charge. That gif of the girl who gets like thirty hot dogs thrown at her. Yeah, it's the hot dog toss. Carrie's yeah. viewing of this. Film. <laughs> I can't see anything around these dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Too many dicks on the dance floor, you guys. Yeah, see, it's but, interesting because uh, I know, actually had the opposite when no, I watched it. Oh, you wanted it. more dicks? No, <laughs> yes, but no. Um, I had, I had very much not um, fall. I did get the phallic energy from the lighthouse itself, but I actually got more of, um, uh, more like a womb imagery because these two guys are constantly like inside in the dark 
trying to hmm. keep themselves safe from the outside, and especially with Willem Dafoe's character, we'll get into later. God damn it, um, Tom. Which I'll talk about <laughs> once we get into spoiler stuff. I have so much to talk about. I am afraid I'm just going to, like, word diary all That's over. So I'll let you guys finish. Interesting, yeah. Well, so here's what I was going to say is I, I don't like this movie as a horror movie, hmm. I think is what the problem is. And I think if you go into it expecting a horror movie, you're not really... You're probably not going to really enjoy it. I do think you have to go in with an open mind and it's not scary and it's not really trying to be scary, mm -hmm. but parts of it are really funny. I would say more unsettling. Yeah. And, but like parts of it are really funny. Um, the, the acting is incredible yes. and the scenery is incredible. The staging of, of just everything. It's so gorgeous to look at. And I think if you're expecting, you know, something more like the witch even which robert eggers i, I mentioned at the start uh, also directed i think you're going to be disappointed and i think that's kind of what i was hoping for initially and it, it's not that it's something else yeah. and there are there are horror elements but the things that i don't like about it without really getting into too much spoilery territory i don't really like plots that rely on is it real or is it not real or what happened and they this movie again without really spoiling anything there's a lot of ambiguity here that i think oh, yeah. bothers me in horror movies but when you kind of get over the fact that this movie is not really a horror movie i think that ambiguity works for the movie and I did like it the second time and I was trying to puzzle out what it's really doing and what's really going on and what the message is. Yeah. So I definitely recommend everybody watch this twice, especially if you didn't like it the first time, which you're not going to want to do, but I swear it's, it's worth doing. Ben, can I, can I echo in real quick? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> I think this, this movie was very falsely promoted as a horror and and kind of yeah. like the success of the witch which i loved uh by the way um yeah and i think is way way more of a horror movie than this film mm -hmm. um i think this movie for people who were late to watch it it was probably there's probably a lot of hype around it and you were expecting a great horror film you know the second eggers film after the witch yeah. and that's right. just not what it is i think it's it's an art house film and the witch is kind of too, honestly, mm -hmm. but but more horror-y than this one. Yes. Mm -hmm. I forgot some of what I was going to say, but I, I will say that the first time and, of course, the second time, um, I was blown away by how beautiful it is. We've all talked about that. And then even, like, the costumes, like, I just want to dress like a sailor from the 1900s, like, for the rest of my life. Oh, 100%. So, um, if you guys, you know, need to know what to get me for Christmas. <laughs> um, there is a whole section on the Blu-ray where they talk about creating the costume. Yeah, we yeah. watched that. It was really cool. Yeah. I got a peek and, I can send you, Carrie. Sweet. <laughs> Definitely thought you were just going to say you had to pee and you'll be right back. I got to pee. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, uh, my new look for uh, 2021 is uh, 1900 Sailor. Yeah. So just look out yeah. for that. A wiki she um, is. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think my biggest problem the first time watching it, honestly, was that I was expecting it to be a fictionalized version of this true uh true crime story that i know and it didn't really go that way we'll just leave it at that yeah yeah 
I definitely enjoyed it more the second time. All the penises didn't bother me the second time around. The second time, I feel like a lot of stuff also makes more sense. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it it kind of fits. I feel like it just gets better the more you watch it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But again, it's it's such a beautiful fucking movie that like it's I don't I just like visually. Right. Yeah. Not not tonally. Beautiful. No, but visually like that relaxing, soothing. Yeah. The the old photographer in me was like, oh, God damn it. I need to go pick up my camera and go take photos. (laughs) But yeah, it so definitely um, loved just the overall atmosphere thrown out there. Totes. For sure. Yeah. Now it's time to discuss the movie in detail, which means lots of spoilers, lots and lots of spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and still want to, and uh, you you should, and you should watch it twice, then uh, pause this and come back to us after you've seen it. And yeah, now we are beyond the spoiler wall. Before we talk about that, can I jump in with something real quick? Oh, God. This guy well, again. I'm going to anyway. Um, so this was the movie was made by this production company, A24 Films. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all love them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I was looking at their filmography to see what they come out with. And it looks like art house movies are kind of their wheelhouse. Yeah. They've done Hereditary, Midsummer, Hole in the Ground, and It Comes at Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you guys did a couple of those. We did all of those except It Comes at Night because that came out like 2017. Year I love yeah, it comes at 2018, night. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And I was just looking at this and I'm like, oh, this movie makes so much more sense now yep. that this, now that I know, like, it's breeding. Sort of space. Good times 24 is like the, I think maybe. they're actually like the distri- so. distribution company. And they, I Oop. think they're always looking for, they're, yeah. they're, they're pushing the envelope with like art house stuff and uh for I, sure honestly i just bought um a few weeks ago the hereditary script in this like really nice book i'm essentially gonna spend all of my paychecks on 824 shit because i love them nice. so much. <laughs> nice we do follow them on instagram they're pretty cool yeah they're great. yeah and i think they also did the witch and i think yes. that i think that was honestly one of their early like big movies that they did yeah. too because the witch uh, was i like guess 2015 2015 which man it doesn't feel like that came out Mm-mm. five years ago yeah but no. that was huge because i mean it really kicked off this whole folk horror revival thing going on there's this folk horror revival facebook group that i'm part of that has like i don't even know hundreds of thousands of people wow. in it and yeah and that movie is just talked about constantly and we'll talk about this later but what i love about robert eggers is like we're seeing an auteur at the early stages of their mm-hmm. career <laughs> right like right. It's, it's so exciting i think is um just i i you know i'll be forever anticipating the ne- the next robert eggers films like yeah. just you know giddy like a kid on christmas morning <laughs> for I, sure i agree and i also will be excited to see his personal fashion choices because that man knows how to dress <laughs> he's like a, dude he's like a hipster that you're like wait no like you're you're not yeah. full of shit you're awesome <laughs> like, yeah yeah like i respect you but and damn you have a nice fade and some nice oval glasses like you're cool <laughs> i was thinking about those signet signet rings so all right uh, i think um 
Jake and I are just going to go stack uh, All right. the director, yeah, and we'll see you guys later. See you guys. Yeah. We're going to start it's a whole, new... like, uh... Well, thank you guys for joining us for this uh, episode of Hipster Fashion. <laughs> um, so we talk about hipster celebrities and their style. Oh, I kind of want to do a spinoff now. <laughs> that would actually be pretty fun. All right. Dibs so... called it. But I, I think there's so much here to to dig into that it's like, where do you start? And I will say this time watching it, just to kind of kick off the discussion, I immediately, as we were watching it, I was like, okay, driving into the mist, you know, this shot, it's very ominous and stuff. And I was like, okay, trying to figure out, are they dead? And that was... Yeah, that was you know, interesting. I like that. Yeah. Um, like, I, I love that this film does so much with little because other than... Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson and Mermaid and the other hallucinatory guy, those boat dudes are the only people you see in the whole movie. Yep. And not a single line of dialogue in this opening scene. And they're just staring straight ahead into the mist. And yeah, I, that was actually, funnily enough, one of the first things I thought. I'm like, ooh. It's like, are you guys dead? Yep. One of the things I noticed that was so interesting about the two other guys that were leaving the lighthouse is that they were both like helping each other. Like they both were carrying mm. that big yeah. suit trunk thing. Yep. And then mm. uh, the two Toms, they were. There's isolated. a third Tom with us. <laughs> <laughs> they... Tom, are you dead? The Your ghost Tom. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we just I, got so mad up. <laughs> But yeah, the two Toms, they were not, you know, helping each other from the beginning. He was very... Right. Like, They're their own, like, personal... Isolation. They, they have their own, like, separate lives and separate secrets. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I agree. It's tough because it's so packed with imagery that's dreamlike and, and surreal. So it's yeah. hard to take... It's hard to know if you're supposed to take things literally or if everything's... A metaphor or yeah. like if are, are they dead or is the mist just a metaphor for death sure it, or you know what i mean all, all is that everything stuff. real is anything real yeah well that's is what's interesting too um, like <laughs> i've kind of struggled with this like there's so many um there's so many moments that you can be like okay they're in purgatory right like right but i feel like that's not like that's not my final interpretation of the film and i think no, we same. can yeah. go into that later but like i I we will have to dissect this because I, I would argue more hell than purgatory. Honestly, I think they might be in purgatory. Mm. But uh, we yeah, let's let's come back to this. We'll go, All right, we'll Jake, I'm on your that. side. Yeah, cool. yeah. We're teaming I... off. I'm on Jake's side. What did you guys think of that scene or that shot? Really, where it, it's so photographic, where they are just staring directly at the camera. Okay. Oh, that was. Uh, it was a little unsettling, but I thought it was it was very cool because you're at first it was just like it almost feels like like someone's getting ready to yell action like right. they're just waiting <laughs> yeah and it was just really really weird. So I honestly see that shot uh, calling out how important the photography in this movie is. Thank you. That's what I was gonna say, Jake. It's essentially and thank you, Carrie. <laughs> it's I don't know if you felt the same way. I'm sure you did. It's essentially like a moving portrait of the yeah. two of them. And um, yes. I will just jump into like these notes that I've taken about the cinematography. So, so Jaron Blaschke is the cinematographer. Uh, oh, I'm in love with, with this person now. Yeah. He's awesome. Him and, him and Robert Eggers are like an absolute duo. Like they have always worked together, even through film school, I think. Oh, nice. Um, but the most 
interesting points about the cinematography is that uh, they were trying to re recreate this um, type of film that was like, you know, native to the early 1900s and it's orthochromatic film. So essentially it's a film stock. And as Tom mentioned before, they shot on a black and white negative. They're trying to recreate that negative that eight the, the reds in the light spectrum. So there's an Ernest Hemingway portrait that um, if you look up, it's just very, it's very clear that that was the inspiration for the, for the photography of this film. You it, know, I actually was thinking of that photograph and I had no idea that that uh, was the inspiration. Uh -huh. That is so fucking funny. It's, okay, sorry. it's like literally the, the inspiration for the photography. Um, so orthochromatic eats the reds, right? So anything that's red appears as black, essentially. So any blemish on your face, like if it's a blood vessel, if it's like a little, you know, pot mark or anything, those are red. So that it just shows like a, a weathered, torn portrait <laughs> of a right. person. So um, I have a question because yeah. I'm basically pink. Yeah. What would I look like? <laughs> yeah. You would look a lot darker. Like your skin tone would be a lot darker than. Would I actually look tan? <laughs> you would look very tan. Sweet. I want this right, like in everyday life right now. Do they make those as sunglasses? Sure. <laughs> we can Just throw them at out. everyone when yeah. I talk to people. Yeah. Well, like, actually, no, put like, these wait, on first. Put, put these on. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, a super like technical thing is that Schneider, which is like a German filter company, made a custom filter for Jaron Blaschke and Robert Eggers for this film because they tried to do it with like film stock that would recreate that, but it's just not available anymore. So this custom filter company made something that eats all the reds and they use that for almost every shot in the film. Not every shot. Uh, if if the mermaid was present, it wasn't being used. Yes, right. And the the DP talks about how you can see Robert Eggert's hands kind of like caressing her body and you're like, Oh, like his hands look normal. They're not like blemished. And that's because that filter wasn't being used. Or is it because in his dream, he's not gross anymore? Maybe. Huh. I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, is it to make her look more like ethorical? Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I don't I, think ethorical is a word, but I'm going to go with it. Shut your face. <laughs> like it. That's the best word I could come up with on the spot because you looked at me and I got pressured and then I was like, ethorical. <laughs> but I will say, I will say well, that shot, and sorry, sorry I just want to get this last thing out, is like, I think that shot, honestly, was to kind of a nod to, to show how important portraiture uh, right. from that period was in this film. I think um, I got to have to watch the special features again, but um, I yeah they did mention that that one scene where his hands are running down her, the one scene where they they couldn't or they I, yeah they they didn't use the filter, mm -hmm. and I think they they had a reason for why they couldn't use it. I think it was just like the extreme close up of the shot, but I think the fact that they couldn't use it actually does play more into the um, open ended interpretations of this movie. And I think right. it was just a happy accident came out really well because yeah it's like is this just because it's a hallucination and and he's just imagining this um do they want to represent you know the mermaid as yeah being um more than real or something like that mm -hmm. um and i think that it's just funny that even in this weird little coincidence it has it just leans more into like the ambiguity that 
permeates the entire rest of the film. Right. Yeah. So this is what bothered me. So I, I understand like what mermaids, I guess, you know, have to do with like superstition and sailors and like mythology around mermaids. And I guess, so for me, especially the first time I watched this, I was like, what does the mermaid represent in a right. bigger sense because is she just supposed to be like a fuck toy is she supposed to be like man's <laughs> downfall right like i was having so many questions especially from like a feminist perspective because she's the I only have a theory woman on this, actually and she's a giant vagina so i'm right. like what mm. is this she shows up sooner like the, the second time we watched it she shows up a lot sooner than i remembered too yeah. so and one of the first things that happens is he finds the uh the, the carving idol. of her like the little the scrimshaw yeah. yeah and and so like she's there pretty soon too but yeah uh you know tom what, what were you gonna say so robert pattinson's character is basically a con man he has assumed the identity of a dead boss and is trying to make a a go of it with this uh new identity i think what the mermaid is is through his whole life he's constantly tried to get the most out of everything by putting in the least amount of effort he's always chasing something better he wants to, he literally becomes somebody else because he wants to be better and he thinks that um this new identity will get him that i think for him the mermaid represents that that the better life he's always wanted the, the myth a lot mm. the myth of the better life mm. something that's not really real can he can see it but he can't quite get it because it doesn't really exist. And I think that's what the mermaid is for him. And he can hump it in his dreams. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> great big fish vagina that he can just... Actually, that. so I think that's another thing is when he does have the sex scene with the mermaid, it's like he's getting back Sorry, at that's something life. I never thought I would hear. Right, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, the sex scene with the mermaid. Um, but I think that when that happens, it's, it's him literally fucking the world over for feeling like he's been fucked over. Hmm. I just kind of see it as like almost Robert Pattinson's character being like drawn to the sea, like to the point where he wants to like make love to the sea. And then we find out later. So like what the big the thing fuck that, that sea. Oh, fuck that sea. <laughs> like what, <laughs> what sticks with me is that like the Greek mythology in this film. So like, yeah. Willem Dafoe being, um, like a, the Proteus character, right? Mm -hmm. Like the like the son of the god of the sea. And it's kind of like I, I see it as like Willem Dafoe. He's got him like, you know, what's the term? Hook, line, and sinker. Like yeah. he's yep. he's pulling Pattinson's character in. And uh and I just see like all the all the visual metaphors and everything like kind of show how almost Pattinson's like a victim of this character. And Pattinson also yeah. represents a different Greek mythology, uh, mythological character as well. But um, there's literally a line too when um, Willem Dafoe wishes a Promethean fate on yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. yeah. So, I think you're not too far off of the Greek stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I don't know what what to make of, and there's a couple different ways to read the movie too, right? Because if, it depends on who you believe, and that's where, like I said initially, I think the ambiguity more annoyed me than anything, because mm -hmm. if you believe Robert Pattinson's character, then 
Willem Dafoe is the liar and he never really was a sailor and he's just some old decrepit lighthouse keeper who is full of himself and he's living his own fantasy of of being this you know ex-sailor and mm-hmm. this heroic life now you know at, at the end of of this life with all these adventures and and uh that you know this guy is like torturing him or whatever he finds supposedly finds a head of the previous lighthouse keeper right and all that stuff but then and literally we get presented two different versions one we see that different version and the other we hear that different version because willem dafoe is so we we see on screen at one point willem dafoe chase robert pattinson around with an axe and smash up the lifeboat and then of course the next thing that happens is they get inside and willem dafoe is like you're acting crazy like you you chased me around with an axe and you you fucking you know (laughs) uh destroyed the lifeboat and all this stuff so we gotta respect the balls to gaslight somebody like that (laughs) well but so that's the thing is you can you can read that in two different (laughs) ways <laughs> you can read that. Well, I mean, di- he did fart a lot too. So <laughs> that is true. There's a lot of farts in this movie. The goddamn farts. But you can you can read this movie in a, in those two different ways, and the movie's not really going to tell us. And and so, but but to your point, Tom, too, I don't know that he's being gaslit. Like to me, I I believe that. I believe Willem Dafoe's character more than Robert Pattinson's. Hmm. Um, I, I'm like, yeah, I, I think I, they're both liars, but of the two liars, Willem Dafoe is the one who's not, I think, completely batshit crazy. Yeah, because I'm like, I, if I had to interpret what I think actually happens, I, I would be more inclined to believe that Robert Pattinson was chasing the the other dude around with an axe and smashed up hmm. the life, smashed um, up the see, lifeboat himself. See, I'm opposite. I feel what? like. Yeah, no. yeah. I'm I with feel Carrie. like it's yeah. <laughs> so far, I feel like Jake and I are on the same page of this fucking movie. Um, yeah. All right, Ben, we got to team up. Yeah, <laughs> but so okay. Do you do you Jake and Carrie? Do you really think that Robert Pattinson found that other guy's head in the lobster trap? No. I thought that was his conscience. So Robert Pattinson's character finds the the guy's head in the lobster thing, and then later in the movie, he accuses Willem Dafoe's character of having killed the previous lighthouse keeper because he, he crazy, says, "I found his right? head in the trap." I thought you're a murderer. No, I thought he saw the head of the guy he murdered. It was the original lighthouse guy. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was the guy that the guy that Pattinson murders, like the very blonde guy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, I think shockingly I think, blonde man. Boom. Yeah, very what no. a good looking guy. <laughs> shockingly but, um, blonde. <laughs> it's funny because in that scene where where uh, Pattinson is accusing Defoe's character of killing that previous wiki, Pattinson just plays it totally crazy. Like there's a point where he's just like laughing and clapping, and he just like you're like, yeah. wow, this guy's insane. The Ben but going I, crazy scene. You'll yeah, you have to I, break that down for us. Okay. Because <laughs> they don't they don't know what you're talking okay. about. I don't. I, we don't. The royal we don't. But um, That's right. <laughs> I think it's just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like Pattinson is the more human character. And he's going through this, again, to bring it to the Greek mythology thing. He's going through like what gods go through. And like, how do you handle that? I don't know. That's how I nah. took that scene. <laughs> so, <laughs> nah. that's not. Nah. So the thing I like about this movie, and I know you don't like it, Ben, but you do have to question, like, 
is this like inner craziness is the older tom even there like is young tom there like you, you constantly are like juggling all this stuff i do like that they call that out at one point too yeah. where he's like maybe i'm just a figment of your imagination yeah, or whatever exactly because yeah. you're constantly being like okay who's right who's actually there what's actually there and again i think because they've like done studies on people who used to go open the fire towers mm -hmm. and like they would literally like go crazy like because you're up there all winter by yourself like yeah so i think it's playing with your your own mental stability but i also am more likely to lean to believing old tom because he is like this weird almost mythical creature himself and that's he... what makes me distrust him go ahead <laughs> right so but even if he's made up in young tom's head then i feel like he's projecting like his conscience through this like mythical creature to bring up like all this stuff so i still think 100 agree that i find old tom more believable than young tom because young tom isn't ready to face his inner demons or inner sea monsters <laughs> but old tom has and he's like become them because he's so hmm. into his I don't know where I'm so, going. He's he's jizzing all over himself. He loves so. fucking that lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. Loves fucking the light. He's seen that so, light. Yeah. Jumping off of what Carrie said, I think a lot of what um, Pattinson, as he's going crazy, starts accusing Defoe of, I think a lot of that is, if you think about it, it's what he's done. So he accuses yeah. um, Defoe of murdering his um, the, the other wiki. But... I actually wonder if the the guy he says died in the workplace accident whose identity he stole. I he's, wonder if he just straight up killed wins. that guy. Oh, yeah. I think he I, did, yeah. I think he did, too, yeah. Tom, yeah. And I think a lot of Pattinson's outbursts at Defoe, like Carrie said, are his conscience eating at him. And I think he's accusing Defoe of everything, of being a liar, because he is a liar, of being a murderer, because I think deep down he thinks he's a murderer because he probably did kill that guy. And I think it's just him getting eaten up by all these things he's done throughout his life. And um, later in the film, especially when he finds that logbook where... Um, Foe's character recommends that scene. fired and not paid. <laughs> I think it just like it it finally hits him. Like he's done all this lying, cheating, stealing, and probably even killing yeah. for nothing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's where I'm at too, Tom. Like I So what are you disagreeing with Jake and me for? I thought you guys were were saying that I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just fucking with Wait, you. Wait, <laughs> I, I I forgot. What am I arguing? I what don't know. It? So you guys were basically defending Willem Dafoe as like the mm. the 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 less evil of the two, I thought. Are you not are you saying that he is evil or that he's not evil? I think they're both. Yeah, they're okay. yeah, but, I, yeah. Fair. but I think on We're the sliding arguing. scale yeah. of evil, Defoe is like a three and Pattinson's like an eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's where I'm at. Like I Well that's that's an interesting thing is like in Tom, I I think we both had watched the Blu-ray features, but the introduction to Pattinson's character is he's trying to like break into the only yeah. locked like cabinet yep. in the house. He's like this guy's a grifter. He's like, we find out, I think very clearly now from like rewatching it again, he murdered someone when he worked with the timber. Yeah. And, um, 
actually to kind of like emphasize that point there's the montage where he's like jerking off to the mermaid idol thing yeah and so many all the cuts are all about penetration yes. they show like i noticed that too defoe yeah defoe's like the tentacle go through mm-hmm. something yep. then we see like the spike the wooden mm-hmm. spike go f- go through like the real ephraim winslow yeah yep. and you know and he's jerking off like come on yeah it's like the sexual symbolism but it's just like that was the moment where i was like okay now i know for sure that he is a murderer he's like on the run yeah. so- i just want you guys to know that <laughs> when when i climax i make the exact same noise that uh, i don't know how i knew it but as soon as you said i just want you guys to know i'm like he's gonna make an orgasm joke about this. that's that's my own well, sound let me, let me tell you guys another thing that i realized is that I think this movie is all about Greek gods and Greek mythology. But if you want to talk about Greek gods, look at Robert. Oh, <laughs> in that scene. Holy shit. Well, he's playing Batman now. He has to be super jacked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No comment to either of those. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, I was going to say, so I don't know what this says about me as a human. <laughs> I'm giggling. <laughs> So we also watched part of that, like, um, behind the scenes thing. And when they mentioned that, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. I didn't even notice that he just, like, threw his light, uh, like, <laughs> lit match yeah, he... on the floor and, like, went to unlock the thing. I yeah. didn't even notice. Yeah. Well, it's like, oh. Right. Because he is. And they're right. And they say this in the, in the behind the scenes. But they're so right that there's something about robert pattinson that you, yeah. he's just so human that you're yeah. like I'm, I'm on this guy's side i want to see yeah, what this guy's yeah, up exactly Edgar says like you're with him and that's yeah. totally true it's, it's like, so true you're like yeah, yeah i'm with this guy's cool i like because yeah. i was like oh yeah i guess he was trying to break an inner into something and i think a lot of it too is like let's just assume for this particular argument now that they're both regular people I think a lot of it is Defoe has been doing this for years Mm -hmm, and years mm -hmm. and is used to that isolation and is used to the solitude and Pattinson is not even remotely used to it and is understandably going a little cuckoo bananas and Defoe is like, dude, get your shit together or you're never going to make it as a wiki. And I think a lot of that is Defoe has his stuff together because he's been doing this forever. And I think a lot of people watching this will be like, oh, I would totally be going out of my mind if I was stuck here with this guy and he was just like shitting on me all the time, telling me what to do. And I was stuck alone with him. He calls so him I think a that, dog. That, Keeps calling yeah. him a dog. Yeah. He pushes so all I think those a buttons. lot of that is what, yeah. is what um, makes people empathize with um, Pattinson's characters because you're you're trying to put yourself in his shoes. Yeah, look at, well, right, because you can't put yourself in the other Tom's shoes. You can't put yourself in Willem Dafoe's shoes. I wish. <laughs> you can't. He's such yeah. a, like, and they even bring this up in the movie. I think you brought this up already, but, like, he's such a caricature of yeah. himself. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. He's still, they like, it still makes fits. that joke. Yeah. 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 Captain Ahab. Yeah, he calls him yeah like a, Captain Ahab, exactly. Captain Ahab shit, yeah. There are some fucking epic rants in this movie. Dude. Hard! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene is phenomenal. So, um... And the way it ends with him just being like, okay, I do like your cooking. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. funny. <laughs> I think Defoe was, like, snubbed by the Oscars for, like, performance, but he is absolutely both of them are phenomenal yeah but defoe is just out of this world in this movie amazing yeah and that that specific monologue 
Okay. Not only does it, you know, and I'm rubbing my hands together, but like not only does it show that he is, uh, what's the, the Pro Proteus, like the Greek yeah. god, because yeah. also when he says hark, we hear like lightning strike and everything. Mm -hmm. But oh my god, the vulnerability in that scene, because he goes on this monologue and he's just like, oh, I can't remember what he says. He's like, you know, you'll be forgotten to like gods and humans alike. You'll even be forgotten to the sea. Yeah. And like Defoe is like trembling reciting these lines. Yeah. And like it's just uh, it's one of the one of my favorite performances of all time. And they cut back and as Ghost Town mentioned, they cut back to this wide shot and you see Defoe shaking. Yeah. And and then Pattinson's like all right, fine. Your cooking's okay. Or yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, that's it's the like, best part. Yeah. The the best so part about good. that is it, it all kicks off because uh, Robert Pattinson is drunkenly ranting about. <laughs> he starts it off by saying, "I just if I had a steak, if I had a steak, I'd I would fuck it." Fuck it. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and so. Uh, I mean, I like steak, but come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Willem Dafoe's character is like. He's like shocked and saddened. He's like, "But you like my cooking, right? But, right. but you, you like my cooking." He's like, "I, I heard you. You, you said you like my lobster." And and, and <laughs> yeah. so, what well, you mentioned the vulnerability, and I was like, the way that starts is so kind of sad for for him. Yeah, because he's just like so heartbroken that he's, he's like, about "You to don't, cry. yeah, like you don't like my cooking." Yeah, and it's, like you like my you like my lobster. You said it. I, I heard, heard you, you say it. And then he goes into this like rage, and then it like yeah. transforms into the vulnerability. Yeah. Oh, it's just such like so and, you know, Defoe is a theater actor, and I think that's just yeah. like that's why. Like that's why you're seeing like one of the best performances from yeah. you know on screen from a theater actor. It's just like the this is just my favorite thing about Polite House is I think it's like so many creative minds from production designer costume designer director actors all just like coming together in such yeah. a great way yeah so i'm trying to find it i can't remember what it's called but they do that actual pose that's like it's from it's like a painting or a statue it's like prometheus it's old Tom and oh, the young Tom. Oh yeah, the the when light he's like the, the light beam down on. Yeah, yeah. and I can't oh, find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell. Like I can't remember who so cool. it's by, but it's it's so even that. Like I'm I'm just like adding it on to what you were saying, Jake. It's just it's like an, it's another moment that like I, similar to the the one of the first shots where it's like the moving portrait. Yeah, it's just like it's a painting. Like it's just like a you know. Yeah. renaissance painting well, right. what do you what do you guys make of that shot because i i had i my thought was that shot comes right after the why just spill your beans thing why where just he, spill your beans why tommy just spill your beans <laughs> tommy but so he he tells him the confession he doesn't say that he killed the guy he says he didn't kill the guy but he watched him fall into the logs and yeah. he got swept away and he died but he didn't do anything to help him and that's that's what he says he feels guilty about it, so the, that scene with the the light coming out of old Tom's eyes comes right after that confession. So I this time, and I don't know, I'm I'm reading into it a bit, but I interpreted that as you know this character now sees who young Tom actually is, and young Tom like feels judgment. yeah, like he feels seen for the first time, and he mm -hmm. feels judged for the first time. Yeah, yeah, and because this is you know he spilled his beans. Why'd you spill your beans? Why did me? he? Why did he spill his beans? I immediately got like the Prometheus 
or allegory, whatever, both times. But I don't know. I'm just hung up on it. And I just like looked up on Britannica.com about Prometheus <laughs> because I was trying, like, I knew he was the one that brought fire and I knew that he, um, his punishment was to have like birds eat him. Yeah. The eagle while he eats was, his liver. Like, yeah. While he was still happens, alive, which happens, happens right. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. movie. final image of the film. But it also says, um, that he is the preserver for mortals <laughs> because he more or less gave them civilization right. and he gave them all arts and sciences as well as means of survival. I mean, I don't think the, I don't think the metaphors here are meant to match up perfectly with any existing mythology. No, but yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, I think no, I agree. Right. I agree. But I was just going to say that, um, this is like a movie about you're literally trying to survive like this crazy mm -hmm. harsh yeah um yeah. island and and i i think i think the greek interpretation of it is definitely if you're going to try to line up two mythologies specifically it definitely goes with prometheus a lot more because the whole movie pattinson's like hey man why don't you let me up there and I'll yeah. take care of it for you? And right. the Defoe light is, is just fire. like, I don't, I don't think so, man. I, you know, it's mine. I'm in charge of it. You do what I tell you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The light is um, supposed to represent the, the fire and patents in the whole movie is just like, wants to get his mitts on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he wants it even more, the more that um, Defoe tells him to just fuck off and it's his. So, Yeah. yeah. I guess this is an impossible question to answer, but then what do you think is in the light? Like what, what does the light represent? Cause they, they kind of spell it out for us. If you believe yeah. what the character says, which is, you know, the former lighthouse keeper went crazy. He thought that the light held, I think he says salvation or enlightenment or whatever. Yes. Yeah. But, and I get that, Robert Pattinson kind of becomes that, but then he gets to the light and it's the, you know, not the final shot, but it's, it's the climax where yeah. he, he reaches it. He kind of looks enthralled at first and then he looks horrified. And it's this, the amazing cinematography there of the overexposure and yeah. the sound and everything. And then he falls back and he dies and then he's getting eat, eaten by birds at the end. But there's a really cool, go ahead. Ben. Well, I was just going to say, I know it's, it's probably supposed to be one of those, you know, Pulp Fiction, what's in the briefcase. We'll never know kind of thing. What's yeah. in the bag? Box. Box. What's in the bag? Damn it. <laughs> nice, nice try. I'm, I'm leaving. What's in the bag? <laughs> I just what's picture like a Walmart bag <laughs> at the end of seven. It's a brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> What's in that's the, the bag? That's, that's the low budget version up. of seven. They couldn't afford a box, so they just wanted the I bag. I give up. No, it I'm was done. the dress rehearsal. That's great. <laughs> All right, they they can fight over who's your new host. I'm done. <laughs> nah, that's why you're the. That's why you're. Yeah, the... Chuck and Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, was that was amazing. <laughs> what's so interesting and like, it is kind of a Pulp Fiction thing in my head, at least, where like the light the light represents so many things because I think, and I think Carrie mentioned this, but they pull from so many different, um, things to like the symbolism pulls from Greek mythology pulls from like purgatory, you know, kind of things. So it's, I think Pattinson clearly is Prometheus, right? Like we see a bird eating his liver at the end 
he looks at he's trying to steal the light from from Defoe, who is Proteus, who we see because he's like a shapeshifter and he's like he has the tentacles, like that's that's a common theme throughout it. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. But but I do think that like they kind of bounce around with like the the symbolism. So like the very yeah. last scene where Pattinson opens the door, looks into the light. They do this like weird scream where the audio gets so distorted. Yeah. It actually reminds me, I don't know if you guys know like the meme, but it's like the Hank Hill like <laughs> you think I know what a JPEG is? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know what a JPEG is. And, like <laughs> they do this weird distortion thing and then they do like a very hard cut, the sound comes back to normal and you just see Pattinson fall down it's the like, stairs. Bleh. So it's just bleh. it's <laughs> He slips on a banana peel. That's it. But, like, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just like the light at that point. I think it's the light judging him and thinking he's not worthy, which right. I don't know if that's part of Prometheus mythology, but like, I think they're just um, like, you know, fuck it. We're doing this. We're doing this. Like, let's just smash it all together. Right. Yeah. I definitely don't think they meant to ascribe only one set of uh, myths to it. I think um more so it's not the light judging pattinson i think it's pattinson finally seeing himself for who he really is mm. i like that that's see that, that i makes just a lot of sense to me i just thought that it was a symbol for he was touching the other guy's dick and he didn't want him to and <laughs> he so did say this he gets shoved down the well, stairs see that's part of the extra extra features yes. <laughs> where that's it's not a metaphor and you really do just see him jacking <laughs> off oh, that's, that's legit what tom, ben said tom you're, you're talking about the sextra features right <laughs> ah, <Yeah>. see <laughs> oh no well what's funny is like the first time that like uh pattinson's character is like really intrigued by what's going on at the like the peak of the lighthouse we just see like goop falling yes. from like oh, oh god from the it's, phone like it's moaning jizz. and it's just like it's not what goop. the fuck it's it, yeah jizz. the jizz like <laughs> hits Pattinson and then there's just Why like a movies huge... we keep doing have jizz <laughs> it's just damn it Tom uh, yeah Tom come on every movie you is know... jizz every movie. <laughs> well no but they did an episode of of my podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I forgot. That was crazy. <laughs> so, much jizz. Jizz. Yeah. so much jizz. So much jizz. I didn't forget that we reviews, did on podcast. I forgot about the jizz. You guys reviewed uh, my favorite film slash porno, The Backyard Jizzers Four. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Yep. Hold on. Give me a minute. I got to write that down for <laughs> research was, purposes. All right. It was directed. It was directed by Robert Eggers. And, uh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew you really have been following him from the start of his career. Yeah. yeah he's... Well, so I, I also just want to very quickly summarize the plot because we really haven't touched on. We have. No, no, not even a little bit. <laughs> and, and we've been ping ponging around like yeah, crazy. But the, yeah, and that's okay. Um, but but really the plot here i mean it's pretty simple and and again it's kind of like do you take it literally or not um because there's a couple things that kind of kick off the craziness and the first thing is you know there's this bird that's that's bothering the shit out of uh robert pattinson tom and yeah. you know he's warned you don't kill a seabird it's bad luck he freaks he smashes the shit out of that seagull and that literally changes the winds. It changes like, the winds. He had it coming. <laughs> yep. That scene was so disturbingly realistic. Yes. I was um, like, did they really smash a seagull? Because it looks. <laughs> 
I was like, please don't really smash a seagull for this movie. Robert Eggers hasn't made a movie since because PETA got him Peter's after this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, that you're done. So I, I feel like he was like last it was viewing, I could see the CG blood come out of like the the puppeteer oh, really? seagull. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but like since they shot on old film stock, you can mm. everything's kind of vibrating with like noise. Yeah. And I think the blood was like very static. It's and like I was bright like, red, okay, just ketchup. Yeah, just okay. ketchup. So that's a good segue to what I was gonna say. Chocolate syrup. <laughs> um, so I used to think seagulls were kind of cool until I moved to Central New York, and then there's like a surprising <laughs> amount of them for some reason. Because we're on like the we're kind of yeah, on the shore of like Ontario. It's disturbing how many seagulls are around here, and yeah. those little fuckers when they try to get your French fries, I get yep. it. Like yeah. they're not getting that ketchup. Up. You just smack. Oh up. my god! So cut, cut I... to Carrie smashing a seagull against like a building. <laughs> well, that was yes. that was actually Robert Pattinson's reference for the scene. He was I totally he was in Syracuse for the day it. and just saw Carrie going ham <laughs> on a block. Like, oh my god! I can't tell you how many times I, there's a seagull like sitting on the the hood of my car, like looking at me while I'm eating a French fry, and I'm like, we're about to rumble, bro. <laughs> oh, can I tell you the sad I story? <laughs> Can I tell you about how I accidentally murdered a seagull once? Oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> so Carrie's laughing because she knows this story. No, this is the real um, This, this, this really is, happened. This is where Robert Pattinson really yeah. got his I was traumatized by this. So I used to So you blamed Carrie this whole time. <laughs> it was me! I did it! Um so and that's how I know so like that it was a real bird. That's how I know. Um, no, so, so I should not be able to answer. I used to be I used to be a, a pizza delivery boy in Rochester, New York, and I remember uh, for about a year. And this is a long time ago now, but I was driving to work, and I would drive through the city, and it's kind of, you know it's kind of crowded. There's people on the sidewalks, and as Carrie said, lots of seagulls around here. And so I was driving through the city, you know, going like 30, 40 miles an hour, whatever. I thought I was in the birds when I first got here. I was like, what the fuck are all these fucking seagulls? But yeah, they're all over the place. They're on the sidewalks and stuff. And speaking of sidewalks, so I was just driving, minding my own business. I was like, on my way to work, going to deliver some pizzas. And to my right, there were some, I saw some seagulls on the sidewalk. A person you swear. happened to walk right by the seagulls and scared the shit out of all the seagulls. <laughs> and one of them flew directly in front of my car like at the grill and it was just like oh, no. and I was like oh, like I just had a seagull what and like I looked this is the worst part is I looked in my rear view mirror and it was in the road like flopping like, like it's head like just did you at least get out and like mercy kill it no <laughs> he had those pizzas. Stop he had to go. Got, oh yeah, good point. Good point. I was like, Thirty minutes. No, last. I had that moment where I was like, "Do I stop? Like, what? It's not like a deer. Like, it's a it's right. a bird, and it, I, I'm pretty sure its neck was wow. broken. So you're saying some forms of life are more worthy than others? Oh, okay, geez. okay, Ben. Okay, Ben. Question. I gotta tell you something, dude. It's bad luck to kill a seal. <laughs> No. It the soul no. of the sailors. Oh. No. You know what this means is you can never go to a lighthouse now. <laughs> yeah, you're you're fucked. Fucked. I'm going to cover gonna my liver. liver eaten. <laughs> you know what you should be thinking of is that poor person that scared the seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. like got blood on them and like watched the seagull. <laughs> well, die. that's like I yeah, I literally like <laughs> <didn't... laughs> Well, that's why I was like, they'll take care of it. Oh, my God. They got this. I was traumatized. And I, went, I got to, this is the worst part, though, is I got to work, and I walked in, and I had to deliver pizzas. And you just walk into work, and you're like, I was like stunned. Just like, just walking in like, like 50-yard stare. And everyone's just kind of like, oh, hey, Ben. And I'm just like, I killed a, I killed a, I killed a seagull. I, I murdered I killed, RJ. I ran over a seagull. And they're like, oh, what? Here's, you got to take out this a... delivery. So as we were watching this, um, this thought occurred to me both times. But I finally said it the second time. Do you, do you, you guys remember the scene where young Tom is um, like hopping up and down and screaming and just like making up? <laughs> Yeah, guttural oh, yeah, noises yeah, that, and it's like, nonsense. You dance, you dance. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah and his hair is just flopping all wildly. And yeah, um, so that is how I imagine um, Ben if he was crazy. No, like no. This is what Carrie kept saying. This is what Carrie kept saying. She's like, he's basically you. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like that's like that's totally I, Ben right there um, that's totally you and I was so like what do you think I of me demand to see this in person now <laughs> I think because you guys have never seen Ben when he gets like super angry and he gets so like animated he's like ah, this person said this ah, and it's like it nailed it <laughs> yeah I, there are a couple times where where he does the point because when I get really angry I like I like point and I'm like this and they said this and I'm gonna and yeah so you're like an 80s wrestler all animated i tell people they smell like rotten dick too that's that's something that i say yeah and jism let me tell you something brother <laughs> so you're 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 being coy now but when we were watching you were like yeah that is me yeah she's not wrong yeah <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. I've never acted like that even once in my life. I think the first time I got drunk with, was with Ben, and yeah, that's exactly how it was. So. Now, did you two almost kiss like they did as well? Yes. Yeah. And then we put up so. our fist of cups. And we said, uh, got a man and out of us. Yeah. I actually found that scene so funny because, like, yeah, it's like so, there. It's so emotional and yeah. like just they they're, like they're about to kiss and it you feel like the scene's gonna end with either with either spectrum like end spectrum of like passion yeah so they're either gonna fuck or they're gonna fight yeah i wanted to and see they those fought, dicks and, mingle and they in, like, a very <laughs> now you want to see the dicks uh-huh uh-huh yeah that's where the dicks should that's where the dicks I mean, should have came out you know <laughs> I mean, but think about it. Like, you've been alone for, like, what, six, seven months They now? don't know. We don't even know We at don't this know point. how long yeah. you've been how alone. How long we've been on this And the only other person is another dude. I Me mean, come on. There would be a moment where you're like, eh, we're drunk, eh. <laughs> and then you're like, nah, I'm Oh, good. no. I'm so hypnotized. No, I'm how is this happening? <laughs> well, doesn't it come after, like, like uh, Defoe's, like, He's like, you know, there's a there's a point where I thought you were gonna cut my neck. Yeah, but I like you. Yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna miss you. And then they're just like, they get more and more drunk together. And they're and just... slow dancing. I think. Yeah, I think like that's a different bond. part, actually, Jake. So th this time, oh, is it? yeah, because I was watching it this time, and I was trying to pay attention to the structure of the movie this time, and I actually figured out this. It's not as slow of a burn as it seems at first, and it mm -hmm. actually has. 
it actually has a traditional plot structure in terms of the characterization and the arc of the characters and the arc of the plot because there's it, it's not entire. I, I I really shouldn't say that it's like traditional plot, but it has its traditional kind of um, high point and low point. And so mm-hmm. the the moment where they confess that they kind of like each other and he calls him his friend, uh, old Tom calls young Tom his friend or whatever. And they, they both yeah. do it, actually, I think they're like, yeah, we're good. It's it's the high point of the movie because the neck it's the night where they drink for the first time because they think that they're being picked up in the morning and that's the high point of the movie. And then from there it's all on the descent basically. And, but, but there are moments in there where it kind of goes up and down where it's like, okay, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, I don't know, work it out, work it out. Yeah, exactly. And then it, and then it dips again. And so, yeah. Cause yeah, initially it's like, okay, it's the feeling out process. They don't know each other. Yep. The contentiousness is to be expected. And yeah, they do kind of, they kind of build a rapport or whatever and then yeah once once they don't get picked up just yeah because it's two weeks and they're like oh, i hate this guy you know but then they're like all right you know we made it and hey let's have a drink you know and yeah carrie has her both arms raised for some reason <laughs> what's happening i just thought of something and i feel so stupid that i just thought about this and i'm like oh my fucking god duh um i was looking at my notes because mm-hmm. um i was gonna try to finish talking about the plot some i'm changing the subject and i i saw my note where i kept writing lad does physical labor mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my fucking god duh if young tom is prometheus he's like pushing that wheelbarrow back and forth and back that's, and that's forth. Uh, yeah yeah and like he's doing all this like manual labor like duh just calling it so more to our greek mythology sisyphus yeah Yeah. so sisyphus is the one who pushes the boulder up up the mountain and then yeah yeah indefinitely up the mountain basically yeah Mm -hmm. yeah sorry i just was like oh more greek stuff he also has to throw some buckets of shit into the wind (laughs) yeah i love that scene Oh okay, my god, that's on him. They're so drunk and he wakes up and he sees like a piss bucket and then a shit oh, bucket. Oh, that turd. Like it's That turd is yeah. graphic. I just I love when he throws it into the wind and then he gives the most primal scream. Yeah. <laughs> and it cuts uh, mid-scream oh like that. Oh god, yeah. yeah, that's it's so um, understandable. I mean, it's yeah, like what would you there's do? no other reaction. Yeah. But it's also like you can feel the wind coming at you. Yeah, you know, don't so don't piss in the dump, wind. Why? <laughs> yeah, but he's he's hung over. So I, yeah, true. I watched that part this time, and I was like, why would he throw it so hard into the? All he had to do. One was go to the other side of the cliff, but sure. if he just gently dumped it, you know, one at a time. Come on. He he bends down. He puts it near the ground, and he dumps them upside down. Yeah, like That's what I'm you're not gonna get your. I, but yeah, I think he that's, wanted you know, that shit again, shower. The Greek mythology of Prometheus getting <laughs> getting, the, shit getting the shit shower is part of the Prometheus, Prometheus <laughs> myth. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, is, the, a, the Promethean and, shit you know, shower. If we've all seen The Witch, we can remember the the scene where uh, Tomlinson gets shit and piss all over her. So, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldst thou like to taste my shit? Oh, it's good. Does he who gets the piss in the shit? Thine <laughs> self. 
<laughs> oh jesus all right so yeah that happens he kill. he yeah kills the bird and everything but the, the so the other turning point in the movie is like i mentioned when they when they have the drinks and that's where young tom really starts to lose his mind because and 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 that's kind of the only real literal event that i fully believe happens in the movie which is that as he gets drunk you know he's an alcoholic and he becomes you know he's just losing his mind and it's like the the movie takes a turn too where it's literally for us the viewer and for young tom it's the next day where they weren't picked up but that same day old tom says to him two weeks and he's like what and he's like it's been two weeks you know it's been two weeks since we missed the boat and <laughs> young tom's like the fuck are you talking about and yeah so for me there that's where i'm like i i i don't i mean i don't trust anything that we're seeing on camera so but i don't i don't trust either of the characters you know like i think they're both they're both shitty like we talked about before but i don't know that that's what leads me to believe that most of the the like second half of the movie takes place in young tom's head and i, yeah. I just don't really believe anything that that's happening i i also wonder too if like it's also not just because there he's just getting so blackout drunk all the time that he's just not even realizing how much time is passing right, exactly yeah like if you're you know and because he he says he he won't drink in the beginning because what what is the word he uses he says something like he's he's def it's just in the guidebook that you're not supposed well, to drink he, while you're on duty. That's, but he also says something like he says something like he's defective or something. He's got a defect. Well, I think I think Willem Dafoe's like, what's wrong with you? Like, have you like you know have you abused this kind of thing? Yeah, and I, I, like where he calls it out and and just Pattinson like just will not drink. Yeah. like it's just like his yeah a point of yeah. Uh, so I pride for I took that as he he was probably an alcoholic and he knew that if he drank things would things would go bad and i'm assuming that it had something to do with you know when he ephraim winslow yeah when he potentially killed ephraim back in the day like when yeah. he drinks bad things happen you know what yeah. i mean what's crazy too is when he finally drinks like boy do they drink oh my like, god he just keeps filling the glass and they're just pounding yep up. it's like, like it's... three shots right in a row i counted this time i mean we go straight to gasoline and honey you guys oh talk yeah about yeah the gas and honey oh my god <laughs> Oh, that's that was gross. Yeah. It's crazy. That was... You're not willing to try gas and honey. <laughs> I mean, I've tried it. I've been before. I'll try anything hard, once. Hard no for me. Well, it's it's you got to get the honey balance right. It's got to be yeah. a certain you know two tablespoons of honey <laughs> to a gallon of gasoline. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Just gonna put that out there. Don't think you should know that. Off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump really you know towards the end where you know the sure. the the waves kind of crash through the window and this is where shit gets real. Young Tom finds the book where it's uh, it's the log book of you know uh, that the, the lighthouse keeper old Tom keeps and he finds out that you know old Tom is is writing down you know this guy's not doing his job you know recommends severance yeah. without pay they really fight uh, young Tom's like let me into the lantern and I think old Tom is like are you gonna kill me like you killed that goal and uh, yeah, I mean, basically he does. So young Tom just basically beats the <laughs> shit out of old Tom, has this crazy, oh my God, 
we got to talk about well, even the super sexual kind old, of sexual the dog sex. Yes. Well, I was going to say old Tom as a merman, mermaid. Great. I just love I just want to watch a movie where Willem Dafoe is a merman or whatever. That's so good. I, I, think, I think that's like that's the that's the most specific thing where it's like, "Oh, this is Proteus. Yeah. Like he's a shapeshifter. He's he's a merman." He's choking. We get it. You're a uh, nerd for that Greek shit. You guys, I just, I had tzatziki sauce once in my life. No, that's, no, 100%. But but yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I really, what I'm learning is I got to brush up on my Greek mythology. Same. I took Latin too, like as well for like eight years. Well, let me, let me just say, like, I, I think I mentioned this before. Uh, when you guys had me on a previous podcast, I'm the last guy to like understand a visual metaphor, but I, I love them. And I watched, I watched this film the day it came out with uh, a few of my coworkers and they told me all about the Greek mythology. And I just went home and just like fucking Googled everything. <laughs> so I, I did not understand it until like the internet helped me. Gotcha. And, and then I appreciate it. like, Willem Dafoe. Rotten Dicks. Uh, uh. Rottendicks.com <laughs> forward slash Willem Dafoe forward slash Pattinson's butt. <laughs> and then it gave, it gave me all the answers. Yeah. And the, well, clearly it worked. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. yeah go, to, go to that URL, everybody. And it, it unlocked the secrets of this movie. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, that, that uh, to go back to what you guys were saying, uh, the, the leash that young Tom <laughs> makes old Tom be the dog that old Tom kept calling young Tom. He's like, he tells him to bark. Mm -hmm. He starts barking. I think he really just wanted a dog and was sad. (laughs) So you didn't, you didn't see it as anything. I think of substance. You were like, is that not something normal people do? I thought that was just things. people. Have you guys seen the movie uh, Marley and me? I think that this is the sequel to uh, Marley and me. Yeah. I think they went to a new level in their sexual relationship. Yeah. No, I mean Marley and Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> so all that shit happens, and I mean, from here on out, it's pretty much uh, Willem Dafoe is is getting killed at this point. I mean, he puts him into the hole. Yeah. I thought something was. I thought there was going to be another turn where, when, so he puts him in the in the grave that there or the hole that they dug up to get the provisions, which is the provisions, a nice callback. Yeah. Um, so and he just starts burying it burying him and then when willem dafoe's character apparently dies you see young tom dive in after him and start unburying him and i was like okay here's the turn he feels terrible yeah. now and his conscience is kicking in but no oh no i knew he was looking for those keys he's going for those keys i want to yeah. say but it, it feels like he really it feels like he was like going in for like he felt so sorry like he's pulling him up oh you can see that like Defoe's dead, and he's just like grasping. Am at I him, the only then... one who knew who thought Defoe wasn't dead oh, and no, that I, I, he was I going after the keys? I was like, I was gonna say though that Defoe definitely should have gotten Oscar or something for all yeah. that dirt he ate. Like, oh yeah, come yes. on, he's chewing that dirt. Can we What's talk the same about dude that? was yeah. shooting dirt for like a week. <laughs> It's so, like the the snub of a fucking yeah. lifetime. Literally ate dirt. Well, wait, didn't didn't Willem Dafoe win? Didn't he win something for playing Jesus all those years ago? Did he win for that? He played Jesus. No, that was Jim Caviezel. Uh, well, no, <laughs> no Dafoe he... was 
Defoe also played Jesus. Who did he Defoe? play Jesus no, in? The just la- Jim Caviezel. <laughs> the I one hate, true Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> was Jim Caviezel. So he played, uh, you guys don't know this, Willem Defoe uh, is Jesus in... Uh, yeah, it was in The Last it. Temptation of it Christ. Yeah. Last Temptation of Christ. I... Oh, uh, wait, are you guys talking about the last temptation of Proteus? <laughs> Damn it. The Greek. <laughs> that was... Greek mythology! No, wait. There's... <laughs> there was literally a movie about that? Uh, yeah, the last temptation of Christ. Was it about Jesus? It's about Willem Dafoe, also known <laughs> as Jesus. All right, I'll Google this later. Yeah. It's, Can I it's say, though, the, for the lighthouse scene, it, it's another beautiful monologue from Defoe as he's being, like, buried alive and kind of, quote-unquote, I dies. have no idea what he said because there's so much dirt in his mouth. What, 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 was, yeah. what, did, what was he saying? Uh, so what he was saying is, like, thank you, production team, for making these Oreo crumbles. <laughs> They're not dirty. pretty good. Oh, man! <laughs> Because these are delicious. I would 100% be buried Oreo crumbles. <laughs> that Oreo really crumbles. good. Oh, did they give him milk afterwards? Fuck. Now I know how I, I want to die. That well, that was down. actually like the first time I watched this movie in theaters. Like I, I was watching that scene and I was like, I wonder if they gave him like, is he eating dirt? or oh, No, they did Oreo crumbles. <laughs> I, like they I did cookie so. crumbles for I him. I really hope it was Oreo crumbles. I don't know. Crumbles. It looks pretty gritty. And it really took it me out of the scene. So I will say, Robert Eggers, if you're listening, and yep, I know you yeah. are, <laughs> keep keep doing the Oreo crumbles. Because <laughs> like... <laughs> So I checked. He he's been nominated for an Oscar four times in '87 for Platoon, in 2001 for Shadow of the Vampire, which was fantastic, uh, in 2018 for the Florida Project, yeah. great movie, and uh, last year for At Eternity. But he never won. Wow. What? Never won. Oh, that's a ripoff. Ah. Uh, yep. The first Dude, three were for Best Supporting you know, Actor and At Eternity Escape. You know what he should have won for? Fuck the Academy. Boondock Saints? Fuck you, no. You know what he should have won for? For getting uh, his dick smashed in Antichrist. Yes. That wasn't really his, oh, but yeah. Yes. Gets his dick smashed. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> it's his real. <laughs> it's real. They, they didn't fake that. <laughs> no, no. What's her name? <laughs> Who's the woman That's in commitment uh, to the craft Antichrist, right there. the French actor? Oh my god, why am I going to draw a blank uh, on her name right girl. now? girl. I know. Uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Yeah, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Like, she deserves his Oscar yeah. for her performance. For smashing his dick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good dick smash, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Here's an award. Dick smash of like... the year. <laughs> I feel like that's something you get at, like, the, the porno awards. <laughs> <laughs> Best Dick Smash goes to... And the only nominee is Charlotte Gainsbourg. <laughs> Every year, Charlotte Gainsbourg. We have to tell her to stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't scripted. Oh, man. All right, so... Yeah, so he, he buries him, he's dead. What, what, was the, what was the last thing he said as he died? Was he like, you'll, you'll, regret, it, you'll regret it or something like that? I, I didn't write it down. He's not dead because then he comes and like hits him with the axe in the shoulder. Well, he's not, uh, yeah. And yeah. He, then... gets, he, he gets out no. of the and then no. Pattinson kills him. No. And then Robert Pattinson smashes his brains in. Oh, you're right. God damn it. Yep. I forgot. Yeah. And wow. then he goes no, up the I, Guys, I'm so disoriented. I just All I see wait, is wait, tentacles wait, wait, wait. and fish ladies getting fucked. Carrie. Yes, sir. Wait, Carrie. Mm-hmm. I want to ask mm-hmm. you. So this movie, I, I think, was promoted as a horror film. And the only, like, startling part of the film was, like, yeah, that very last scene where Defoe is just like, fuck you! And he smashes 
Smash so, it's, it's me surprise motherfucker. <laughs> but like I, I i feel like so many people when in the theater when i saw that like just jumped out of their seats huh. and like it was very unsettling i did not yeah. jump i was like goddamn time I'm about to see some gore and some brains yeah yeah, yeah. no well that's funny because I, I feel the same way as like i i expected yeah. it so much like i just like i was anticipating it from the last scene yeah like yeah. he had one of them was gonna die and you, i knew it was gonna be a battle royale like some kind of crazy yeah. scene because they're both such like yeah. you know big characters like you know so. i feel so dumb for forgetting that he gets an axe in the head let's talk about pattinson here because he gets like he takes the axe to like his like clavicle and he just kind of looks at yeah. it and just like <laughs> just yeah. whacks the foe. He just kind of stares at him like, really, right. asshole? And he's like, oh, man, like, that's that's an important part of my yeah. body. <laughs> hey, I like, I like this shirt. Yeah. I... And I love, oh, my God, he lights the cigarette yep. after he smashes his skull and, and he recites yep. that, that, that poem. Oh, no, I was going to say, I liked that he grabbed the gas can. He puts when... the gas, he like holds the gas like around his neck, kind of, and he like drinks it. He takes a yeah. Priorities, it, man, I guess. Yeah. It's like ah yeah, but then yeah. he says like the the toast. I think yeah. that the the toast that like yep. the foe starts with. I, I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. Agreed. Bookmark bookends. Um, yeah. Yep. Bookmarked it. Yeah. Uh, right in the browser. So crazy. Check. And the, the squib, <laughs> by the way, was phenomenal in that scene because as he's reciting that like toast, you just see blood splurting mm -hmm. from his fucking shirt. Right. Great. It's yeah. So good. Yeah. Wow. And then he's like, I'm going up to jerk off into that light and he swings now, old yep. man. Swings the keys around his finger and he's like, Here we go, baby. Oh, that can't whistle. <laughs> I, I do like I do like that he had to work to get to the lighthouse, like even in this last scene where he's like yeah. there's that huge he's blood, struggling. Yeah. blood trail yeah. and crawling I mean, up the axe of the chest yeah. will do yeah. that to you. <laughs> It tends to. And this is this is actually something I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Carrie, because like this is perfect for the 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 orthochromatic filter they used. Is that when Pattinson goes up to finally see that lighthouse Fresnel light, um, he's covered in blood on his face, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's red. Oh, I blood, thought he was in blackface. Well, Get out! It's, 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 <laughs> he is almost like that. Like he's covered in blood, but it comes across as like this India ink yeah. black. But what happens is that like he sees the Fresnel light, and they they do this exposure thing. It starts to get brighter, but I think they pull the filter, so you can start to see mm -hmm. like the red fade yeah. away. Mm. And um, and then he goes into his scream, and then he's like rejected by the mm -hmm. light, and he falls rejected. down. Rejected. I think it's and like then, yeah. banana peel. Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely noticed that, it's... Jake. Like exactly what you're saying. Cool. Yeah, I I was also gonna say from like a photography point of view, um, they also kind of bookmarked it. Um, so like towards at the very beginning they had like the moon reflected on the water and it's like that straight line and then like the blood was mm -hmm. also that straight line like so yeah there's more like they they played around with like lines a lot so i enjoyed that yeah i think there's like uh like i just feel like the past 20 years like the this is like one of the most important uh what how how do you phrase this like cinematography yeah. 
made films like they just so much care mm -hmm. went into yeah. the photography of this yeah, movie definitely. and it's and it's of course like like robert eggers who his scripts are written by journals from the time yeah. period no yeah like he he and his cinematographer want the 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 photography to be like true to the time period as well it's just like it, there's so much care taken in the construction of his films that it's just like i love this guy like i cannot wait to see what the next you know few films we get out of eggers because yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like i love um him. so i looked it up and apparently his next film is called the norseman I've and it this, stars yeah. what's his face one of the guys from from uh, True Blood, <gasps> the blondie guy there. Sazgar? Yeah, that guy, that guy. Oh. Alexander. Um, oh. And it's apparently, it's it's not going to be a horror film. It's going to be a 10th century revenge epic nice. where he's going after some, nice. some peoples. No, I was just going to uh, kind of like ditto what Jake was saying because even in The Witch, like everything is so well thought out. It's so uh research and detailed like even the dialogue everything is fantastic so yeah I agree. to the point that you can't understand a fucking word anyone's saying it's it's wonderful so <laughs> yeah. yeah all right like what's what? a quote what? like one of my one of my closest friends at work megan who who um we watched this film together and we i i think both of us loved it and her response after like the first thing she said was like I cannot wait to watch this movie with subtitles. <laughs> yep. Because then I will understand so much more. And yeah, I think that's valid. Yep. <laughs> On that note. Okay. So yeah, it's it's about wrap-up time. I mean, I know we could still talk about this movie for a very long, a long time. time. Uh, there's just so mm -hmm. much in it, but we'll go ahead and stop now. So we have our two questions that we need to answer. And the first one is, was this scary? Was it scary? Scary. Um, that's tough. I'd argue no. in the traditional horror sense, no. Um, there is some unsettling scenes in it, but nothing I would categorize as outright like scared me yeah. out of my pants or anything. It's this is one of those movies where the question almost doesn't apply. And and I this is where I'm like, I'm glad that we're talking about it on this podcast because I do think that this movie is a significant entry in the horror slash horror adjacent genre and it, it was marketed as a horror movie so i feel like we had to talk about it and it because of how like well made it is and everything but personally i really don't think this is a straight horror movie i think it has these horror elements but i'd say it's more horror adjacent and so nah i don't think it's scary i don't think it's trying to be i was gonna say if you're scared of penises <laughs> Or if, or if you're scared of black and white films or art house films, then yes, this is scary. It's gonna scare the yeah. shit. Where's yeah. the color? So just you know, take a hard left and yeah. But otherwise, no. It's it's a beautiful movie. I think it's if anything, if I had to label it in like kind of the horror vein, I'd probably say maybe like a, a thriller, maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. I really love, Ben, what you said. Horror adjacent yeah. is like the perfect mm -hmm. term for this yeah. film because it, it, it leans on, um, you know, themes and like what we see in horror films, but it's not a horror film. Yeah. I, and again, like I, I've been saying this, it's a, it's an art house film. Um, is it scary? No. 
do I appreciate that? Yes. Right. Because <laughs> I was able to see it in theaters and not shit my pants again. <laughs> it's always good. Whenever we go see movies with Jake, I always bring extra diapers. I just bring yeah. like a, yes. a diaper bag with me. Yep. You yeah. got it. Well, at this point, that just... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in general, it doesn't matter who you're going with. Just bring that diaper. Yeah, I also make sure I have that that baby powder so you don't get that rash. That diaper life. The baby powder is crucial. (laughs) And and Carrie, I want to say thank you for doing that. Like, we've prevented a lot of rashes (laughs) where there could have been rashes. True, but always got your back. But yeah, it's it's an art house film, and I I appreciate uh, Ben what you said, like horror adjacent. I think that's the best way to to categorize this film so our second question that we have to answer does this movie have lasting appeal oh yeah i'd say that's a resounding yes for me on that one i think this is my third watch through on it and i still think that there's room for me to go back and catch more stuff i missed and i think you really like you guys i don't think you can really get your honest reaction to it unless you've seen it yeah more than once yeah i will say uh no (laughs) (laughs) fuck this movie (laughs) no of course absolutely yes like a resounding yes as tom said this movie somehow transcends like when it was made this this movie could have been made in 1972 this movie could have made could have been made in 2023 like 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 i said before like we're seeing we're seeing the films of an auteur and their their early career i mean i think you just jizzed a little when you said that yeah more jizz in this podcast. Well, let me check. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Man. Oh, yeah. I did. All kinds of bodily fluids are flowing. <laughs> no, but I, this movie is going to hold up. Uh, I, yes. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna just jump in and say, you know, from our experience watching it, mine and Carrie's, and my personal, you know, wa- second watch, you know, initially I would have said, you know, this. I don't think this movie is really very interesting blah 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 because i was wrong the first time i watched it you know i like i can admit when i'm wrong you know you know but but (laughs) i i think yeah i i agree i think it has lasting appeal and i think it does get better with the second watch for sure and after we watched it the second time both carrie and i looked at each other and we're like fuck like i would watch that again yeah 100 (laughs) percent, i would watch it again yeah like because it's you you pick up on i think a lot more or i picked up on a lot more the second time i was more into the humor i let myself kind of laugh more and was like you know this is actually really kind of almost a tragic comedy at at parts you know so i i agree i think it just i think it does have lasting appeal i think this movie deserves to be discussed a lot more and and to get out in front of people and be watched and discussed and yeah all that stuff so carrie uh what do you think well boys (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no i i actually think it, it also does have lasting appeal i mean the fact that people were fighting to do this episode like i feel like yeah. we had to also tell people like after we already had we, two we, we had to be like yep. nope can't have any more no more i think that speaks a lot and i i i feel like this movie is also like another defoe movie that we kind of talked about antichrist i like, love antichrist yeah. by the way the more you watch it the more you pick up on different things yeah and it's such like a piece that you can talk about like we we just said we could talk about it for four more hours for sure so i think it in that sense like yes it has a huge lasting appeal also 
I mean, Jake, you said it perfectly. Like this could have been filmed anytime and it would hold up. Yeah. So yes, I agree. It's, I also changed my mind. I was wooed over by the lady of the sea and I am now all for the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's that time in the episode when we ask our listeners a question. So if you answer on social media, we'll go over your answers during the next episode. So the question this time is if you had to be stuck on that same rock with one of these characters, would you rather be with the drunken maniac lumberjack Ephraim Winslow, a.k.a. Thomas Howard, or the drunken maniac pirate poser Thomas Wake? Let's go around. I'm curious. Okay. I want the boys to go first because as a lady, I feel like I'm coming at this on a different angle. <laughs> oh, sure. So who, who would you guys rather yeah. be stuck with if you had to be on this little island? Uh, I'm going to go with um, the drunken wannabe uh, pirate captain okay. guy Wake. Because I feel like if he really lost his shit and it came down to it, I could kill him easier. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be stuck with Robert Pattinson because did you see his body when he I thought you were going to say That's why I don't want to be stuck with him. Honestly. He's going to kick my Jake, ass. I thought you were going to say, did you see his dick? And I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> when? No, but I when? think like both, both, both he and I would be like, "What the fuck is going on, dude? Like, have you seen that shit? Like, what's going on? I, I feel like I, I could survive longer yeah. in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, so, Carrie, do you want me to go next? Then sure. Uh, you know what? I'm also gonna say that I'd rather be with Robert Pattinson, and here's here's why. Not Crazy. just because you know he's probably got a fine dick, but yeah. also because. I feel like he just wants to be left alone. And I'd be like, you know what, dude? You do you. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, go get drunk over here, but you you can <laughs> do your thing and you know, you want to trade off on on shifts and you go tend the light. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Just I'm going to drink my honey and gasoline right. over here. Like right? I feel like we would we would vibe cuz I'd be like, "What's up, man?" and he'd be like, "I don't know." And I'd be like, "All right." So <laughs> As a very curvy lady, mm -hmm. <clears throat> this I'm gonna I'm actually gonna pick um, the old dude. Yeah, because one, he is obsessed with the light, so he'd leave me alone. Uh huh. Uh, <laughs> he'd probably be super sexist to you, though. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I'd just be like, let's just keep drinking, sir. And I'd drink them on their table and he'd be like, yeah, all right, sure. And <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um, you would definitely just be like, shots. <laughs> We're doing shots. The moment I walk in. <laughs> but also, I mean, uh, young Tom killed a dude. Like, I would be so paranoid the whole time. I'd be like, are you going to kill me, motherfucker? You like, guys don't have friends who've been to prison? No. Well, no. Not for murder. <laughs> Not for murder. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, fair enough. I also saw him stroking that mermaid a lot, so I'm gonna stick with the yeah. old dude. Yeah, that's fair. Pattinson is so horny. He is. Like, He's shit. very horny. Yeah. I mean, the old dude has like a hole in his mattress and the light. So yeah, I would be a little sure. bit concerned that Robert Pattinson would seduce me. Yeah, I would be too for you. A little <laughs> and Jake. I thought you were about to go to murder. But you know, no. I don't think you would murder me. I don't. I, lo I he, love that you said look, seduce he, so much. You wouldn't have a reason to murder me because I'd be like, you just do you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be in your face. You know. Ooh, 
See, you're gonna you're gonna come back to the bunkhouse one day, and he's just gonna be laying there, Burt Reynolds style, naked. That's, on the bed. Yeah. And I'd like, be like, oh, oh shit. I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> gotta do what I gotta do. I guess I guess we're doing this. Um, I was also gonna say for the old pirate dude, um, we could have farting contests, which would be so oh, much yeah. fun. Oh yeah. You would. <laughs> You'd smoke him out. Yep. 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 Yeah. All right. So if you have an answer, uh, please respond to us on Twitter, Facebook or instagram jake and ghost tom before we go is there anything uh you guys want to tell our listeners um i just found out jake apparently has a twitch i didn't know about what's this <gasps> cool well thank you guys for this opportunity i just want to tell the, the listeners that i did i shitted and i you did so good well, you use that baby well, powder right like, like I, we yeah. talked about I, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been doing my own Twitch in a while, but so yeah, if you want to hang out with me and my friends, we do a Twitch channel and we're called Game Time USA. And uh we play video games and we talk about movies and we talk about nerdy shit. And if you want to do that, join why am us I just now hearing there. about this? Yeah. At Game Time USA. I like how you're ignoring me. I don't me. know why. You monster. Uh, you heard about this now. Hark! Ben is Hark! literally starting to jump up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So many secrets, um, Jake. <laughs> this is very secretive. Look, should we start? Spill your beans. Should we... Why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Now we gotta try to kill him, guys. Okay, here we go. Oh man, I'm gonna die tonight, aren't I? <laughs> uh, Tom, what do you what do you got going on? All right, I also have a podcast which has been on uh, unofficial hiatus because I I had an insane few months. I moved. I had some other stuff going on, but now that I'm pretty much settled in and have pretty much everything taken care of, I'm going to get the second season nice. of that up and running. Uh, it's called Dinner and a Show. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, the Facebook page, it's on Spotify um give it a look it uh so basically it is we i go probably not so much now with covid going on but i uh go with a guest to a local restaurant or local-ish to like the area restaurant uh get some food uh watch a movie tv show whatever and then we we give our thoughts on both of those and uh it's a lot of fun and i'm, I'm looking forward to it back and off we the were on it i was gonna Carrie say and i you were that time we got that was a good episode They're oh my god good. so good Panchitos? Yeah. Um, it's funny because I actually just bought a movie that I thought Aww. you guys would like. I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. I have not heard of that. Mm -mm, me either. So it's, again, continuing the theme of, like, it's a it's a movie, that, but it's also horror, so it's kind of like a crossover for the two of us. It's uh, this little indie movie where it's set in this sleepy town, and uh, there's this guy who's a recovering alcoholic who's kind of like the deputy sheriff in charge and a bunch of murders start happening in the town that look like animal attacks uh. and some of the townspeople are becoming convinced it's a werewolf doing it and he's like you guys are insane no such thing as werewolves i'm gonna it's just a lunatic out there and i'm gonna stop him and it's like this guy slowly unraveling as he's like trying to decide is this actually a werewolf killing mm. people i'm down yeah i would totally watch that I also just started yeah. singing, I'm the wolf cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Wolf for Wolf Cop. Oh my god, I yep. love those movies. We still have to see the second one. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I love it. Oh man, it's oh, so man. good. Okay. Maybe we could do Wolf Cop yes. 2. Sweet. We'll just do we'll back to back Wolf movies. Wolf Cop yes. 2. <laughs> Jake, you have to come down from Rochester. <laughs> yes. I'll be there. <laughs> well, uh, thank you to you guys for being on the show. It's been a ton of fun. Um, so last thing before we end, uh, we have a quick announcement about our final episode this season. So to celebrate our first season coming to a close, we're releasing our first ever, of course, season finale next week, uh, where we are going to revisit our top three and bottom three horror movies that we discussed on the show this season. So it's going to be a ton of fun okay. uh, tune in so you can kind of hear us kind of reflect on that and get the official judgment on what was good and what was bad and i want to talk about those bad movies again. oh it's gonna be so good <laughs> we'll also mention some that we didn't really discuss on the podcast but that came out in the year and maybe why we didn't discuss them you, you know we'll, we'll get a little a little extra stuff in there too but most importantly we're gonna, we're gonna be sharing a very exciting announcement about the podcast that we are pumped to tell you about but we're being good and uh, we're building up the suspense a little here so <laughs> so be sure to uh, tune in to our next episode it's gonna be dropping uh, a week after this one drops so yeah make sure you make sure you listen in we are a horror podcast we need suspense sometimes that's right a little bit of suspense in there <laughs> Okay, so that's it for this episode of Last Year's Horror. But before you go, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for news and announcements. Okay, bye. 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 bye.